0: On this episode of AV Week, what areas integrators need to focus on to help their business, supporting enterprise customers and looking at which trends in UC are going away and which ones are here to stay. All that and more. Next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week, episode 468, recorded Friday, August 7th, 2020. Win-win.
2: AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, Sound Extraordinary, and by Crestron.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audio, visual, news, and information. My name is Tim White. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week, first and foremost, Victoria Ferrari, technically from from texas but she works for my friends over conference technologies welcome ma'am
1: howdy happy to be here
0: howdy i like that from you know texas thing so uh sharath abraham the last time we talked to him he worked for crestron he no longer works there not because of anything animosity but he went to work you know for the biggest uh (laughs) integration firm in the world avispo welcome sir thanks glad to be back Absolutely, and last but not least, uh, I got to meet uh, Nick Burton through my friend uh, Chris Neto. Uh, he works for Stair and Marketing. Welcome, sir.
3: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and you can actually, you not not you know just any, nothing for not for nothing, but you can check out Chris's conversation every single Sunday morning. By the time this posts, it'll be you know six days away. Uh, but check out the hashtag #AV and the #AM every Sunday morning, and actually all three of those folks chime in, and I sit back and I read the smart people's stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, First uh, uh, conversation, first uh, story up today is from our friend uh, Craig McCormick over at Commercial Integrator. Craig recapped Enterprise Connect's conversation uh, from this week, Enterprise Connect, typically the end of March, 1st of April, just like every other event in the world, it has gone virtual. Um, Sorry, folks who are waiting for DSC, but (laughs) they started talking about uh, the the, the transformation in the UC space and and where we're going to see kind of the next generation. And uh, Sharath, I'm going to start with you on this. When they start talking about, and they're starting to talk about the trends in the UC space, the trends in unified communications, collaboration, video conferencing is kind of wrapped into that. Um, Team uh, connections and team uh, communications is wrapped into that. So, what are some of the trends that you're seeing uh, that are? I I guess the first one we'll look at is the ones that are here to stay. Well, I think
2: one of the one of the biggest trends is uh, nothing's gonna change in regards to virtual meetings, right? Uh, And we always talk about hybrids and how quickly we're gonna get into this hybrid of people going back into the office and people working from home. Uh, I don't think anyone's going back to the office anytime soon because organizations are starting to find out or at least for the organizations that I've been involved with uh, that you can do a lot working from home and you can do a lot from virtual meetings. Uh, The the only aspect about that is um, the people working from home they're going to need all the products that they need to be successful during a virtual meeting. So I think HR departments are going to change a lot because usually when you hire someone new you get like this welcome kit. Uh, The welcome kits now most likely going to include a high resolution camera or an audio system or something that involves to make your working from home life easier because if we think about it not all of us are in the AV uh, world and not all of us know what piece to buy for example. My wife is in uh, fashion. Uh, I think I mentioned that before, and she was furloughed for a while, but now she's back. Uh, and now she's back to having back-to-back meetings. And then she's like, can I have your camera? And I'm like, no, get your own. Uh, so it, it, it's, a lot, it's a lot more uh, of that aspect is, is that trend is not gonna change. And then I don't see that changing anytime soon because everyone's been working, who has been working constantly with virtual meetings. now the funny part was, um, i was listening uh, i watched the new beyonce video thing on apple tv and then i watched that and then i uh what i do is i google people that are involved with these things and one of one of the songwriters is not nija who's on the song called my power and i started googling her uh and then i ended up on a youtube video with her uh being asked questions about how she's been recording songs or songwriting during covid and she says zoom Um, I've been using Zoom every day to collaborate with all the other songwriters or collaborate with Beyonce or collaborate with Jay-Z. And and then she says it's a different type of environment. But when I have a creative moment, I go into Zoom and uh, and I call some person because I don't want to forget my, at that time, what I'm writing my song. So, you know, you, you start to think outside of the box of offices. You start to think outside of the box of meeting for, you know, the world. If you start thinking of other, uh, industries like songwriting and music, this is where we're coming into play, where where everyone's working from home that way as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Victoria Sharath brings up actually a really good point that we've we've covered a couple of different places and other panels have, have as well. Uh, we're recording this on Friday. Our friends over at SCN just did the ITAV the, uh, um, IT, Summit, uh, the AVIT Summit uh, yesterday, a number of, of really good panels there talking about who's getting this stuff, right? Uh, Sharath mentioned HR, uh, you know, making sure that they have the right the right gear. Uh, Google has said that that folks aren't going back to, to work until probably July of 2021. Uh, Twitter famously said, "Y'all go home. You don't have to come back at all." Here's a thousand dollars. Who are we targeting as as commercial integrators? Right, folks who are who are, have experience doing this. We're we're, we're experienced in the UC space, and that path that sales path right used to be pretty well known. You'd contact the, the facilities manager, the, the, the CIO, the CTO. Now it's targeting each individual people. It's targeting Shiraz's wife, right? To get that quality, high quality, you know, commercial gear into people's home. Is this, how are we gonna kind of, uh, how are we gonna navigate these new sort of residential waters?
1: Well, I think still the IT department is trying to wrap their heads around how they're managing all these devices? How are they safely, you know, having these video calls? And you know, uh, for a corporate environment, it's still, you know, there's still all of those same factors. And in fact, it's even it's even more difficult now because you have all these people in their home Wi-Fi, and you know, with all these random peripheral devices that may or may not be officially certified for their platform back-end platform like Teams or Zooms or whatever, Zoom or Cisco or whatever. So I think at this point, it's kind of just like, you know, a mad dash. People are buying stuff on Amazon or people are, you know, trying to find whatever cameras in stock and just going with that. Um, But at some point, that's got to be reined in. Um, And so we will still be, you know, targeting the IT department. Um, And then also, even better, if you can get higher up and go to an executive level and start meeting with the CIO and say... You know, here are here are here are some really good ideas on how you can deploy this properly, securely. You know, have um, consistency across your your work your workforce. Um, so there's there's value that we can add there um, instead of just selling onesie-twosie two z cameras here and there. So,
0: all right, very good. Nick uh, Sharath gave us the the which which trends are, are sticking around? Which ones are going away? that we've kind of, we let, we've let ourselves kind of get into, maybe we've gotten complacent or, or just a trend simply that, that is not going to stay around in the hybrid work from home, work from the office environment?
3: It's a great question. I, I think, you know, Sharath and Victoria both had great points. And I think it's all about, you know, this it's, it's all goes into business efficiency and continuity and also, you know, putting things in place that, you know, Victoria made a great point about that, that seamless experience, that consistent experience. And I think, I think you're gonna see, um, you know, instead of that, that free for all type, type grab, we're gonna start seeing that consistency come back into like for Zoom, for instance, who takes the time to certify partners and, and certify products and manufacturers. And, you know, that's a great point too on, the, on the, the higher level of things on the executive level. If they're getting good experiences from the products, you know, that are going into their home space, right um that's going to trickle down uh throughout the 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 company or the organization um i think there's a couple challenges you know and i think what what's going to go away is kind of the lack of internal communication that happens uh, a lot so it's it's really based on getting you know that solution in there that's going to all to allow you to communicate efficiently internally and then also communicate efficiently externally with, with clientele as well. So I think there's I, there's a lot yeah, of think, uh, stickiness, there's a lot of things going away at the same yeah,
2: time. Yeah, I, I think it depends on which uh, um, which field you're talking about because for, for colleges and schools, um, the, their budgets have gone up for uh, hybrid environments and getting cameras and speakers and up-to-date audio uh, for professors and teachers to, to kind of teach. Uh, for corporate environments, their budgets have gone down because you're no longer really using the larger boardrooms. They're rethinking how to use these spaces. Uh, So I think larger boardroom spaces where you can fit 20 to 30 people, um, that's being envisioned totally uh, by architects and everyone that had planned for that. Uh, So it depends on which vertical we're talking about because everyone is in a different boat. Uh, For smaller companies, um, they now need to be more um, agile with how they spend their money. So if they only need five users that need five Zoom accounts and five headphones, uh, but then they have a growth because of business growth and they need to add more so they can add more services as they go. Uh, So it's not one stop shop of trends that are disappearing. It depends on which vertical we necessarily discuss uh, uh, for, for that aspect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, speaking of services, actually, our next story comes to us from our friends over at AV Magazine, uh, talking about AVI-SPL and their new program. Uh, avi SPL has launched an enterprise accounts management program to implement, standardize, and enhance workplace collaboration across organizations. The new program is modeled on the company's award-winning global accounts management program. The enterprise accounts management program will provide designated customers with exclusive teams who will guide the establishment of enterprise-wide AV and UC standards, we will also curate and guide planning around technology roadmapping, project deployment management, and priority service uh, management. Victoria, I want to start with you on this. Uh, I, I was uh, I lucky enough to have um, uh, Mr. Mark Coxon on a panel I was on a couple of weeks ago uh, with our friends over at PTZ Optics. He made the comment about you know making sure that that folks that his customers need. Uh, have what they need, right? Maybe today they don't need a new conference system. Uh, the, the illustration he was, he was laying out was they just needed bodies and they needed some some smarts for the next like month or two. And so what he did was that he has folks, uh, some of his team kind of embed with his clients and his customers, and they're there to offer support, but also offer you know man hours when, when needed. A program like this, is it a way to kind of get yourself almost ingrained and ingratiated into your client and in, 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 into their culture.
1: Yeah, I mean this. This sounds really awesome. It's you know, it's more you know, a, a lot of integrators have for a while offered what what some of them call like a white glove service, where you know instead of the company going out and hiring a couple AV guys or whatever, they'll just have you, one of your people on site at all times, um, and that guy becomes you know your AV guy. And I think even Chris Netto, you know, did that for a while for for an an end user. Um, So this, though, seems to be taking it a step further and looking at the big picture and not just having, you know, some an AV guy that's going to go into every room and fix problems and stuff. This is, you know, helping them come up with their um, with their workflows and and having them understand what their needs really are, and then helping them to adopt the technology and and change the technology as trends change, as their workflow changes. Um, so, and that's definitely you know something that I, I I like that you know all the fancy words that ABISPL puts on these things, um, but to actually execute it and make it happen and put a price on it. Um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see uh, how, many other, how many integrators can actually pull something like that off, off the ground. And if anyone can, you know, AVISPL's got the resources to do it.
0: Well, absolutely. And Nick, Nick, Victoria, actually just set me up really well for my, my next question to you. You guys are a distributor. Uh, and distributors over the last, let's say, 10 years have evolved from just being more than a place you can get a display and a projector. You guys have developed solutions. You've developed uh, not just staring specifically, but other uh, distributors as well have developed services, whether it's programming, design services. Uh, some of them are even starting to, to offer uh, subcontracting for labor. Is this an area where you can help those integrators who maybe don't have the resources of, of an AVI SPL, but they have clients who certainly need it?
3: Yeah, not only... I. I you know, so just speaking as a whole, obviously I can, I can always speak for staring, but I think not only is it something that from the distribution level should you be able to help with, but I think it's vital for you to be able to offer that to help with, you know, it kind of goes back into what, you know, what things are going away or what, what trends are going to start, you know, that we haven't really seen truly adopted in the industry and that's really as a service. And that's kind of, you know, where this is shifting into. So I think it's up to, you know, on some of the agile dis- distribution level of things to to implement some of those services and allow our channel partners. And that takes a lot of enablement as well. And I think it's it, it's going to definitely be something that is going to be in the suite of offerings and it, it won't just start and stop with staring. It's something that we are actively um, starting to do with Haas and you mentioned the the installation services and support and things like that. That's definitely uh, high up on our list too. Uh, start allowing our channel partners to take advantage of for their customers.
0: Yeah, and, and for those of you who are not yet familiar with the Haas, that is the hardware as a service, as opposed to software as a service. And of course, Joe Way's favorite, AV as a service. So, uh, Sharath, <laughs> we'll end with you, not for nothing, but you you work there. Uh, not that Sharath has anything to do with this program. I want to make that clear going out, out the head. No, um, not at all. But but you you do come from, uh, you know, Charette did, I mentioned at the beginning of this, he did come from, from manufacturing, right? He worked for Crestron. And now he's, he's, you're with with ABI SPL. From both of those angles, I'm certain that you talked with your fair share of tech managers, uh, because when I was a tech manager, I was one of the a who would call you and, and not, not scream at you, but just I was irritated mm-hmm. because my touch panel wouldn't do something. Um, but, you know, you're looking at that and, and going, you know, giving – giving the client and giving the end user kind of that buffer between the manufacturer and the technology, giving them the ability to kind of walk through this and, and really help them out as they're not only using it today, but also giving them the ability to kind of future cast and help them in that area.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to make it as simple as easy to understand, it's like you go to your favorite bar and your bartender just knows what you want to drink, right? Or your bartender knows what, you know, this new beer that just came out and the bartender knows that you're definitely going to like it. Or the bartender knows that this scotch that you just got in, so it's almost similar to that at this point right it's just building that relationship and kind of already knowing well this client is going through this in the next couple of months I know this product is coming out from this manufacturer the next couple of months this will perfectly align with them so you're not really you're not really wasting a lot of time of trying to figure out the whole workflow because you're not familiar with it, right? So you, you just hit the ground running if we have that type of relationship. And I think this is similar to what um, I think the article that Charmaine had earlier in the week about getting in front of people that you normally don't get in front of when Talking about audiovisual, so if 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 you if I have a relationship with the audiovisual guy, and then because uh, we have an enterprise relationship now, I'm going to now venture out to other people in other departments because I'm spending more time with you. This allows me to then figure out additional pieces that the main AV manager might have missed because of how busy they are. That you know the person in the laboratory section needs a more high definition camera or a more higher width screen because they're looking at so many microscopes at one time, right? Because you build that relationship and now you're getting more data that you can use to provide the best products and the best service you can for them.
0: I honestly didn't consider that. Yeah, because here, here's the thing. So, so walk through, through this scenario with me. Let's assume it's a regular year and we all went to trade shows, right? You've got these these folks, these these AV techs, these, these men and women uh, AV pros that are embedded. They go to Infocom, they go to ISE, and they come back and say, you know what? That project that we were talking about, I just saw something. It's mm-hmm. going to be ready in two months. Your project doesn't start until four. We're groovy. And, and y- mm-hmm. yeah. holy cow. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah, amazing. It's, yeah. it's just because it, it,
2: there's just so much information out there. And, and I'm realizing this now working for AVISPL, of, of how beneficial I was when I worked for Crestron and when people reached out to me and I just knew that knowledge at the drop of a dime uh, because there's just so much technology in the AD world. There's so much technology in the IT world. There's so much just technology. It's impossible for one person or a group of people to know everything. So why not build a family of technologists in a group and then have the best solution for your client? and then everyone's happy, and then you build that rapport, and then with that, right, if, I, if, if I'm if i an enterprise relationship manager, and I'm working with a group, I do a good job, that person brings it all the way up to the CIO, that CIO then has a meeting with another CIO during their monthly get-together, hey, did you know that ABSPL does this thing, uh, you, you should look into that, boom, more revenue, you know, it's just, That's just the way communication goes, so I think that's just a a win-win situation for everybody in that sense.
0: Absolutely. All right, uh, A last story here comes to us uh, from Sound and Communications and an old friend, Tom LeBlanc, who is now with NSCA, not with Commercial Integrator anymore, used to be for years and years and years. Tom writes about the areas of business transitions that integrators should focus. Building a rebuilding revenue and cash flow, emerging technologies, litigation readiness—that is a huge one. Job site logis- logistics, recalibrating business pro- processes, and scaling up and scaling down. Unfortunately, that is part of it. Nick, let's start with you on this. Um, reading uh, reading Tom's article, uh, NSCA does a really good job of of helping their integrators and their dealers not only kind of see some of the forecasting. They've one of the best. Uh, economists, at least in the industry, in my my two cents, my humble opinion, um, but also they look at a lot of the state regulations and legal ramifications of bringing people back to work. Um, what other areas? Uh, I'm not saying that Tom missed anything, but what, from your experience, you know what other areas would you ex- would you expect business owners and, and integrators to kind of focus on uh, to help their business?
3: Sure, I, I think you know it, it. As far as people coming back to work, I think we've hit a lot of it as far as just the efficiency there um, you know I think we've we've talked a lot about how this is going to impact IT and HR I think that's a huge thing um, you know because it's it's Victoria said something that really resonated with me about you know individual network connections and things like that at, at for people at home I and mean, that's been a big pain point just for us in general I mean I think you know, keying in on and really getting this efficiency going back in, that's going to be a big, that's a big question mark right now. And it's yet to really be determined how that's going to get done. So I think that's really the main focus at this point. Um, You know, as far as, you know, these integrators that are used to these, you know, uh, these box sales or these things, you know, in this low voltage realm, I think, shifting into more of a a service oriented model we're going to see that pivot point as this article talks about quite a bit because that it's not really about you know that MRR capture it's also about the relationship capture right so when you're when you're going into you know a three let's say for example a 36 month hardware as a service true subscription you know that you have flexibility you know where as Sherath mentioned before, you know, there's gonna be so much innovation and we're already seeing it. We, we, Before we started this, we were chatting a little bit about Yamaha and some things like that. You know, we're gonna see this trend and these manufacturers push the envelope of innovation and AV is so, such a large scale. It's gonna be a scramble to pick up with that. And I think, you know, getting, pivoting into that service model is gonna be so important. Um, not only just for that MRR, but for those long-term customer relationships. And I think that's going to be part of this, you know, these efforts um, here. that this, this article highlights a bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you've, you've picked up a commercial integrator magazine or went to a uh, NSCA event in the last nine years, you've heard them talk about service once or twice or, or, you know, recurring revenue, not picking on you, you know, just, just pointing out a fact. Um Shiraz, same kind of question here is is what are, are the areas that that if, if an integrator is listening to this on a Monday morning going into work uh, and and she is is facing like what a lot of folks are facing right um, what What's the first or second area that, that that they should focus on?
2: I think it's really about reevaluating your clients that you already have engaged with and understanding where they're going in the future because everyone's portfolios changed and then figuring out what's coming into that and then also figuring out where can we find new uh opportunities uh to to bring into i mean if you were so used to uh just doing commercial projects uh now um one thing that came to mind is that everyone's working from home so now why not team up with residential um companies that do Resi projects like Control 4 and Savant, uh, because half the time they're doing their Wi-Fi instru- infrastructure anyway. So why not reach out to a Resi company and say, hey, for all of your Resi customers, just reach out and see if they need any high-end um, commercial stuff in their home offices now, right? It's thinking outside of the box. I mean, it, 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 that's that's the only way anyone's going to survive is thinking outside of the box and figuring out how to get more clients in and how to build more relationships. What other events can I go to outside of the AV world? Should I maybe start attending IT events? Should I start attending music recording studio events? Should I start going to, you know, the the beer convention and meet with, figure out what kind of business they do, right? Um, I think when I started at Crestron, there's only two main verticals that everyone keeps talking about and that's enterprise and education, right? And then all the other verticals kind of just, ah, oh, yeah, they're there. Uh, we, we kind of dabble in that, but I don't think you can no longer dabble. I think you have to reach out to those and make those verticals higher than your normal commercial and educational because they're going to keep going no matter what. But if, if, if you need to start thinking outside of the box, what other verticals are out there? So it, it's it's pivoting really.
0: Victoria, um, Shreya brings up something that I, I kind of I, I've I've it hesit- I've danced around a couple of times in the last couple of months and I've, I've said it like once or twice. Um, this might be a a pivotal point for folks in 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 North America, technology uh, AV technology folks, parts of Europe. Uh, they're already doing, you know, you're not a commercial dealer. You're not a residential dealer. You're a dealer. You're an AV technology specialist. And if you happen to put it in somebody's house, Groovy, if you happen to put it in their office, Groovy, we might be getting there. Um, and, and I'll expound more on this. But it, it, does that make sense? Is it, is it going to be one of these things where we're going to be able to, to look and say, you know, it doesn't matter where, where we are. Cedia has, has, and their dealers have been doing light commercial for over 10 years now since the last downturn. Is it where now the commercial folks here in, in the States are going to start looking at folks' homes and, and their home offices, maybe they they restrict themselves to that, but putting in what would consider what would used, used to have been considered, you know, commercial or, or pro AV gear?
1: Yeah, I could see that, and I definitely have seen those, um, those industries merging more and more, and also, you know, interestingly, it's like, uh, like Nick said with the technology advancements, you know, Zoom had... I can't, I don't know the exact figure, but you know, millions more users come on because of the pandemic. And so that forced them to then give upgrades to security, give upgrades to features, you know, and so it just advances the technology. And as people start to use these these technologies in their home, um, you know, they're going to want that same experience at work. We've been saying this for years. And for the longest time, it was the opposite, right? The commercial drove the Resi and, and, but now the Resi drives the commercial, just like, you know, we've talked about people want Alexa in their boardroom. And I won't get into why that's a bad idea, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely see the crossovers for sure. Um, but I will say this, that, you know, commercial, uh, integrators need to, they can't, you can't just start going in all types of directions. You need to stick with what you know, and and do that really, really well. Once you get to that point, then you can start looking at you know how to expand. And I think one of the biggest things is bringing value to your existing clients, and bringing value in creative ways. Um, partnering up with you know an architect, partnering up with even a psychologist to talk about how do people work how do people learn um, because different people learn in different ways and there are so many services that we can offer that either you know interface with technology or or touch technology somehow um, that where we can bring value to our clients in new ways that we can charge whatever we want for. You know, who cares if we are not making margin on our hardware? Our services are so valuable to these clients that it's gonna make them so much more productive. They're gonna save millions of dollars. They're, they're willing to give us some of those savings, you know, some of that money that they're saving in order to, to be more productive and and to move forward.
0: That is a great way to end it. Thank you so much. Uh, before I, I say goodbye to my guests, I do want to mention one thing. Avix uh, Avixa this this week announced. Uh, reorganization uh, with the impact uh, of the pandemic. Uh, in a letter to its members late, af- yet late uh, Wednesday afternoon, uh, Avixa, or Tuesday afternoon, Avixa revealed that a number of the organization's staff had been let go due to the pandemic and its impact on the AV industry. Uh, Libuska, Mr. Labuskas, uh, Dave Labuskas, CEO of Avixa, said, quote, unquote, while difficult to act on these changes, must position Avixa to support our industry in 2021 and beyond. If we've learned any lessons in 2020, one of them is that we cannot clearly anticipate all futures. We don't know when trade shows will come back, and we don't know what they will look like when they do. But we do know that this industry will continue to grow in importance and vitality. I didn't say that to you know have a conversation about it. I did say that to say that there's a number of really great folks from that used to work at Avixa that are looking for jobs right now. So if you don't know any, contact me, Tim at AviNation.tv and I'll connect you with them. So our, our best to them, and our, honestly, our best to Evixa too. Uh, they had to make a really hard choice, hard decision. Uh, the folks that are, th- that are still left there, um, you know, they, they've got to deal with some stuff. The folks that are now out of work, they have to deal with, with being out of work. So our best to them, both folks that are still at Evixa and the ones looking for jobs. So thank you all so much uh, for joining us. Victoria Ferrari from Conference Technologies. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah,
1: you're welcome. People can follow me on Twitter if you want. Victoria0429.
0: All right, very good, Sharath. Thank you, sir, and congratulations on the new uh, on the new gig and the new digs. Uh, how do Thanks. people get a hold of you?
2: Uh, Twitter, Sharath S Abraham, um, and then LinkedIn as well. I new Chutney videos are every couple of weeks now, so those are back. So uh, it's, it's, it keeps me busy on the weekends. <laughs>
0: right. Chutney is his dog, just just for the record. So oh uh,
2: yeah, Chutney is my my dog the av Industries dog at this point <laughs> right,
0: totally. uh mr nick thank you sir uh how do people get a hold of you or staring yeah
3: tim thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure uh you can always reach me on linkedin really it's the best place so search me there uh you can visit staring If you want to talk to my team team zoom at staring.biz all
0: right very good uh for us for well don't follow me on the twitters uh because the blues are really really not acting like that they've been playing hockey in in a couple of years. Uh, but go by the website if you would please aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find programs like this and a host of others, including our other weekly program, Resi Week. Uh, my buddy Matt Scott looks at the residential side of the industry. Uh, we have a daily program called the Daily Download and a number of monthlies. Also, while you're there, check out our supporter section. These are the folks who help us financially, help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week and all the others. So check all of that out and more at aviation.tv. That's abnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs>